Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Murder Board Podcast. I am your host, Walter. And uh, tonight we're doing a little bonus episode, a little surprise bonus episode. And with me, I have Emma Ray. Hello. And a newcomer to the podcast, Nolan. Hello. Yes. And uh, tonight we're discussing the Twilight Saga. So if you haven't seen all five of these movies or read the books, um, consider this your spoiler warning. And if you have, well, I hope you enjoy our little show here. First of all, welcome back to the podcast, Emory. Haven't had you back on here since Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Nolan. Nolan here is a newcomer to the podcast, a new voice. We encourage new voices. We, I've been trying to get a lot more new voices into the podcast as of recently. So great to have you, Nolan. Glad to be here. It's a great way to start out. Five movies. Yeah, it's funny. A running joke, actually, is that normally when we invite someone new to the podcast, they're either doing a movie we saw in theaters or a TV show. And so here you're kind of getting both a good mix of both doing an entire franchise. Um, But just to get us started here, so this is not going to be like how I normally do episodes. Um, I'm going to try and be more condensed this time around. So um, first of all, Twilight. Huge. One of the I want to say one of the last big phenomenons that has happened in cinema and pop culture in such a long time. I mean, we've had many others after that, I believe, like Stranger Things, probably the closest thing that's directly after Twilight. Um, but I mean, when you think about big properties, big independent properties, Twilight is definitely one of the the top five up there, at least for me, like when I think of like. You know something that has taken over the entire world it would be like you no know, twilight i guess justin bieber would count but that's kind of the same era same with glee but then also stranger things as of recently um it was pretty big too but um it's just, you know you get what i mean it's up there um me just to kind of get us started here when i think about twilight it is uh man it is a weird weird series um I first discovered Twilight, obviously, uh, it came out in 2000. The first one came out in 2009. I wasn't paying attention too much at that point. I didn't really get into movies till 2010. But I knew what Twilight was, and actually my parents were watching it, I believe. And then as I you know, went to middle school, I would see the iconography everywhere. But uh, my question for you guys, uh, starting with Emery here, when did you first discover Twilight? And assuming you are a fan, what, what made you a fan? So I discovered Twilight in middle school. Um, I think it was like 2010 when I f- saw the first one. Um, I guess because I was like, you know, pre, I was a tween. So I was really into that. It was like the romance. I really liked it. I was obsessed. All right. All right. Uh, what about you, Nolan? Are you a fan of Twilight? And when did you first discover it? I think I watched the first movie maybe like a year or two after it came out in theaters. And it was, I didn't like like it at first, I guess, back then. But now, after like watching all five of them, I'd say it's pretty good. Like, I think they increased like an, uh, like ability in terms of uh, the movies. Like, I guess, I didn't really like the, the, you know what I'm saying? Like the first like couple were like, okay. And then like, I guess after a while, they all kind of grew on me, even though I watched them all in a week. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Definitely. And yeah, just to give context here. So, Emory, you're like the biggest Twilight fan I know. And because when yeah. it, you watch Twilight, much like how I 
rewatch Glee and Teen Wolf and just like super fan, like even like movies, like I'll sit and watch the entire, if I could every day, I sit and watch the entire Scream like franchise back to back every day. I feel like that's how you are with Twilight. Very, it's so very... comforting. Like it just yeah. makes me happy, and it makes me think of my childhood. Like I said, when I was a tween, like I loved it, and like it just makes me think of those days. And it's just you know, some people get tired of things, but it's something I never got tired of. And you know what? People can judge me, but I don't care. I will always be a fan of Twilight. Exactly. I, that's the energy I love to hear because I'm exactly the same way. Am I? Am I that way for Twilight? We'll find out. But I, I, do, I definitely know it where you're coming from as a fan. Um, let's see. Do 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 do. But yeah, just to kind of bring context here. Uh, so I watched the entire saga last year, 2021. I want to say it was right before summer so right around this time actually it would probably would have been about a year um at the behest of emory who uh because they were all on netflix and it's been i had never watched them all consecutively i've only seen them the years they had came out i seen like each movie once or twice so it was a it was an interesting little project for me to go and watch them and nolan from my understanding you watched it all in one week yep uh starting last sunday what <laughs> it wasn't even a week. About yeah, the duration of what would account to somewhat of a week is what we'll call it. Just to kind of keep it going here, my second question: Are in general, are you fans of like vampire movies or TV shows? If so, what is your favorite other than Twilight? Emory? Um, Vampire Diaries, one hundred percent. That is probably one of my all-time favorite shows, following with the originals. I will actually say this: I like Vampire Diaries and the originals more than I like Twilight. I like Twilight, but it is like, it's very different and it is like really cheesy and there's a lot of cringe in Twilight, you know, like, especially watching it now versus back then. Back then it was like, oh my gosh, I love it. Like hard eyes. But like now it's like watching it and I see all these like, just seeing everything and how Bella acts and how Edward acts and like their face expressions is insane. Yeah, that those those type of things do like jump out at you when you rewatch things. Like I'm currently rewatching Teen Wolf because they are filming the movie. Oh god. And I I'm watching the first season and man oh man, you don't know how many times I like understand why I love it and why it's popular, but there are so many cringy moments that make you go, "Oh wow." Like one thing that always jumps out to me when I rewatch something from like the past, or at least from like the past that I, you know, that we all grew up in, essentially, mm-hmm. <laughs> is the fashion and how just we we wore so many layers for no reason. Like <laughs> you would have on a shirt, sure. and then you would have a, a like a vest over that shirt, and then a jacket. Like that's the type of fashion we had back in like 2008, 2009, 2010. Like I don't know why, but that always jumps out at me. Um. What about you, Nolan? Are you a fan of vampire movies or TV shows? If so, do you have a favorite other than Twilight? Um, yeah, I used to. I watched the originals first, I believe, and then I watched the Vampire Diaries. Then I think like a couple years ago, I watched Teen Wolf. I probably watched more than that, but I can't remember anything else. But those are my favorite three, I guess. Hey, anyone who's a Teen Wolf fan is a great person in my book. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> as far as me, uh, 
see, I've often, I'm, I'm, I think, and people who know the podcast know Shelton very well. I think when it, I believe this is a our big argument we had when we were younger, but I've always, I've often said that I was never really a fan of vampire media because, like, around 2007 ish, around that time, or really, I want to say around the time Vampire Diaries premiered. Um, vampires kind of came back into style. Like they were in style a little bit in the nineties with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but it was definitely after that where people started really investing in like creatures and stuff. And that was just, you know, times change. I can go into all that history, but I won't do that for this show. Um, and we haven't necessarily covered too many things regarding monsters or supernatural creatures on the podcast yet, but I do have my favorites. Um, but I realized, um, I realized as I got into more like film and as I gotten big into horror and just appreciating horror filmmaking, I, I'm still not the biggest fan of like vampires or like creatures. Like I love Teen Wolf, but I'm not a big, a big werewolf guy either. I prefer more psychological, more human based stories, but I do love Teen Wolf for that own reason. And I'll discuss that on another show. But um, yeah, uh, Teen Wolf is getting its own show. People who listen to the podcast know this. Uh, no, That's a little... I'm thinking like you. You're saying that you're not really into werewolves. Oh, I mean, okay, I prefer werewolves over vampires, but yeah, you know, as like a an overall concept, to me, they're just a metaphor for serial killers. Like that's, hmm. that's essentially what they've always been in literature. But um, for me, I've often graduated, or I will all say, for me. I often was more able to go with any vampire media from the 80s. And that's what I just kind of liked more, mainly because it is more of an offshoot of the Dracula and the old Hammer movies from the 1950s. But for me, like, if you say vampire movie, the first thing I, the first two movies I think of are Fright Night from 1985 and uh, uh, The Lost Boys from uh, Lost 1987. Boys, yeah. Two of my favorite, favorite movies. I watch them every, I watch Fright Night almost every Halloween or just every October. It's, it's a ritual for me. I have to watch it before October is over. I try to watch it on Halloween because it's just such a perfect movie. Usually because I'm also just kind of home alone recently for Halloween. Uh, and then I love The Lost Boys. The Lost Boys to me is just like a summer movie. And it's just like yeah. if you're, it is, it is such a great movie. The, those are like my absolute favorites. And then, you know, you get more like From Dusk Till Dawn. I know that's uh, Savannah's favorite. Um, Interview with the Vampire is also really good, but those are the top two for me. As far as vampire TV shows, the only one I actually was really into was the From Dust to Dawn TV series that was on a, I want to say Spike or Sci-Fi. Oh no, it was like El Royale it was a, or something like that. But I was really into that show. I, I binged it on Netflix, but then I watched the final season on TV. Um, but I, I did like that show, and that's that's kind of sort of vampire. They were like they were more like snake demons, but they were still fall vampire rules. They just weren't bat based. They were snake and cobra based. But um, that's what comes to mind for me. So um, my final question before we kind of get into the deepness of Twilight, uh, as far as like characters and stuff, and I want to ask you guys, um, and again starting with Emmerine, what do you think made Twilight one of the biggest things in modern pop culture, and um, and why do you think it's lasted so long? Like you know why why is why do you think in your own opinion, Twilight has become such this recognizable, iconic figure. I guess it is because it's the vampires and the werewolves. I mean, I guess back like in 2009, 2010, or not even just back then, but 
you know, Robert Pattinson and Taylor Lautner, um, they're really attractive people, you know? So <laughs> I feel like all these teen girls, they just, it was just all these fangirls and they would just go crazy over them. And it's like Kim Jacob, Team Edward. And that's just what made it like, everybody would like fight. Uh, that's just the way I see it, you know? Like, I'm trying to like think of how to like to explain this better. <laughs> I, I understand. Like, it is, it became like super huge. Like, and when I mean, when I say huge, I mean, like, Twilight is basically on the same, if not the same, on similar levels to, like, Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or even, like, Star Wars, dare I say. Hope I don't get canceled yeah. for that one. But it is, it's up there. You know, I would even say, like, people people nowadays don't understand how big Glee was. And I, I wasn't a Glee fan until its later seasons well, as a premiere. But, like, at its peak, Glee was all over the world. And I feel like people kind of tend to forget, like, I believe, or maybe it's just generations, but nowadays I do think people forget, like, how huge Twilight was. Like, that, you couldn't go anywhere without anyone making some kind of reference to it. Yeah, School. and, like, I even had, yeah. like, the Edward doll, I had the posters, I had the shirts. I mean, and it, it was crazy. It was really huge. And then that's what, I feel like, I didn't know anything about Twilight until the movies came out. And, you know, the books had already been out, and then I read the books after the movies came out because I feel like that's what a lot of girls did. Like some of them, yeah, they read the books before and they were thick books, you know, mm-hmm. but I waited until after the movies came out. And then I was like, OK, I need to read the books because, you know, the, the books are more in detail. And yeah. Yeah. So what about you, Nolan? Why do you think Twilight has become like one of the biggest things ever in our modern uh, pop culture? And why do you think it's lasted so long? Um, I guess to add on to what Emery was saying, like there are previously books or they were already books. So they already have a fan base, essentially. And like the Jacob and Edward pick one kind of draws a lot of social media presence, essentially. And like you said, a bunch of fangirls kind of fighting over it kind of draws attention to the movie. And I think like it goes off like a, a weird kind of like vampire, like instead of like burning up in sunlight, they glow. Like it's mm-hmm. it's just different from like what you usually hear. And I think like the romance drama is something we really didn't get a lot of in terms of movies for vampires. And because I feel like what, what you were saying was like there's a bunch of like vampire horror movies, but not as much like drama and romance yeah this was a lot of drama and like all these teen girls like they just went crazy I feel like that was like so much of the audience was just these girls just fangirling you know yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um definitely a lot of a lot of fangirls there were some guys in there too people can't deny that but um I believe I know a large part in just doing research like a large part of Twilight was definitely like mom's the large percentage of the fan base was moms of teenage girls or just moms in general. You know, really? uh, yeah, especially when it came to the books. But then once the movie started coming out, it was moms. It was a it was widely considered that if the mom was interested, she would show it to her teenage or I guess preteen uh, daughters. And that was kind of like the major or I guess that's the, the stereotype that was surrounded around that time. And that was always reported on. At least that's what I discovered when I was doing more research on it. But uh, yeah, teenage girls and moms all alike were definitely big fans of Twilight here. 
so um kind of giving us a little uh bonus or kind of giving a little rapid round here um i want to spring this guys on you before we take our first break but let's discuss your favorites if you have any but uh starting with you emory well who would you say is your favorite character and why 100 percent, edward cullen and why is because he's literally just the love of my life <laughs> i mean i feel like he does no wrong throughout like every okay i take that back in new moon he did leave but it was for a good cause okay um but i've just always liked him um bella i've uh 50 50 with her everybody else you know i love seth oh my gosh protect seth at all costs love him <laughs> love him so mainly them too all righty uh what about you nolan did you discover a favorite or favorites <laughs> while watching yeah, I did. <laughs> i'd say one of my favorites would be alice um oh. It just definitely her ability and the way she uses it and like it just shows how good of a character she is like i don't want to get into too much into it about what she does until we're talking about it but her and i um i'd say jacob i mean you're gonna be best friends dude <laughs> <laughs> um, uh anyone else you want to name or no i mean just besides that i guess carlo cullen just keeping the family together keeping the treaty alive you know being a respectful yeah. person in general all right all right yeah um look for me i definitely found my favorites while discovering this entire world with more adult eyes and yeah my number one is jacob jacob is my favorite mm -hmm. i know it's an unpopular opinion nowadays but i i mean we'll get into it we'll get into it but my i related a lot to jacob actually um and then alice is my number two so i just i, I was surprised how much i grew to love alice and Jasper, both of them to me, or Jasper's just hilarious, but both oh, of them Jasper. to me were pretty good. Uh, shout out to uh, Seth, too. Seth, protect him. He, mm, I don't know why, but he just really jumped out at me during those last couple of movies, and I was like, this is... He's so sweet. He, we need to keep him. Uh, Seth is, and Seth is Boo Boo Stewart, too, which is an actor I, I definitely love. Um, man, Disney Kid, he was on, uh, he was in... X-Men Days of Future Past is what I mostly know him from other than Twilight and he was oh the Descendants movies obviously where he really doesn't do anything but yeah Seth was great it was just nice seeing Boo Boo Stewart grow up honestly and then uh last one I'll name is Emmett I love Emmett Emmett is he gives he gives a lot of good uh moments especially in Eclipse love Emmett my favorite thing about Emmett is that he'll just jump on any car and just kind of ride it for a while well during those big chase scenes but Emmett was cool um, all right, so moving on. Favorite movie out of all five, MRA? Um, I'm going to have to say probably Breaking Dawn Part One. Ooh, okay, okay. Uh, Nolan. Ooh, it's tough. It's between Part One and Part Two of Breaking Dawn. Uh, I'd go with Part Two though. Okay, okay. Part Two has more action in it, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> for me, I don't know why. Although, although if I had if I had recently rewatched it, I could probably pinpoint why. I'll probably try to do that. Go through my notes here, but my favorite out of all five was definitely New Moon. For me, it's between New Moon and Eclipse. But New Moon to me, one I, I guess I just again I I really enjoyed Jacob. So he it's basically his half of the story. 
and Bella's insane in that one, and Edward is nowhere to be found for most of it, but I just really enjoyed the vibe of New Moon, so that one's my favorite. All right, so we're down to our final two questions here before we take our first break. Uh, Emmerain, what is your favorite aspect of the Twilight movies? What is what is the one thing that jumped out at you? Um, can't be a person. <laughs> sure. All right, then it's Edward. That counts, though. I, I can understand. I understand. Look, the Batman just came out a few weeks ago, so I understand. <laughs> okay, what really draws me to Twilight is just, like, like I said, it's, like, comforting to me, and, like, it's mainly, like, the romance, too, like, the way that Edward treats Bella, and, like, I don't, you know, the thing that, like, Tate, or, oh, my gosh, I almost said Taylor Lautner, uh, <laughs> Jacob has with Bella, um, it, it, it is more of like in my opinion like friendship like I feel like he's just trying to like he doesn't even know I feel like he just sees her and he's like yes I'm in love with you but it, he like doesn't even know I don't know but with Edward it's like he's so in love with her and it's I just love it like I just love the romance and everything all right all right uh what about you Nolan what is what is what you say is your favorite aspect of the twilight movies i would have to agree with the love part like it kind of comes in different like ways and shapes i guess and i feel like instead of it just being by the end just like like the triangle kind of like love triangle kind of switches up a bit and i feel like not all love like in the story is like just between those three people like bella jacob and edward like there's some, some minor love between every character in the show like I'm going to add on to that and say yeah. the aesthetic also, because just the vibes of all the movies, like, it's just, love it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, one of the few things that jumped out, not the main thing for me, but the, one of the few things was, like, it is a vibe. Like, there's a certain, and it, to me, it's a vibe of an era. Like, it, it feels very 2009, 2008 to me. Like, it, mm, see, I don't want to get too much in trouble, but, like, I got the same kind of feeling that I feel when I was watch when I rewatched like the the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight is uh, I don't want people to think I'm comparing the two but like I yeah. do think the Dark Knight is a better movie but as like a, there's a certain vibe that you get from both movies that are very similar because they remind you of that time I guess it's just nostalgia but it it, it they have they both have this certain like coldness I think and I know the reason why both are cold like. You know, The Dark Knight is very heavily influenced by Christopher Nolan's Love Heat. I Love Heat, that old uh, 90s movie with Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. But Twilight also has that coldness because it, it reflects the characters and just the world building and all that. And that's all cool. But for me, the main thing that I really grew to love, the main aspect that I that I favor in Twilight is the family dynamics between the wolves and vampires. Like... I just liked how, especially when the movie gave them time, I loved how Carlisle had his whole little maid family and how he was so, you know, he was yeah. the father and everything. Like, I, I love that aspect. And I also love the way the wolf pack were interacted and how they were all, like, I love the idea of them being telepathic. And then I love the idea of them all kind of knowing things. And I love the vampires have special abilities, but they all still... And I don't know. I'll, I'll get into it as we get into the movies, but I just love that each that hmm, I love how each section had its own little family dynamic and how it contrasted yeah. against each other. That mm -hmm. is definitely what drew me in the most. 
I do wish it was more defined. Honestly, I wish it was the overall story. But um, other than that, yeah, pretty sure. Um, so final question: <laughs> Team Edward or Team Jacob? <laughs> you already know. Team Edward. Jacob. Yep. Uh. Telling you, we're gonna be best friends. I'm definitely Team Jacob, and um, I will. I'll discuss why. So um, we're gonna go ahead and take our first break. Uh, but before I do that, let me give you guys some basic info on Twilight for people who are tuning in and don't fully know what we're talking about. But Twilight is uh, the Twilight Saga is a series of five vampire-themed romance fantasy movies from Summit Entertainment, based on four novels published at the time by the author Stephanie Meyer. Uh, there has since been a fifth book released titled uh, Midnight Sun, uh, but the film series stars Kristen Stewart. Robert Pattinson, Taylor Lautner, Billy Brooke, Ashley Green, Jackson Rathbone, Cullen Lutz, Peter Fastinelli, uh, Elizabeth Reeser, Nikki Reed, and Gil Birmingham. Also, the series also features Dakota Fanning, Michael Sheen, Anna Kendrick, Bryce Dallas Howard, Justin Cho, Remy Malik, Noel Fisher, Mackenzie Foy, and Boo Boo Stewart. The series has grossed over 3.4 billion worldwide it ran between 2008 to 2012. All right, so let's take our first break here. And then after we come back, we'll discuss the very first Twilight film. Possibly fast and strong. You gotta give me some answers. I'd rather hear your theories. I have considered radioactive spiders and kryptonite. It's all superhero stuff, right? What if I'm not the hero? What if I'm the bad guy? You know what you are. Your skin is pale white and ice cold. You don't go out into the sunlight. See it out loud. See it. Vampire. Are you afraid? No. This isn't real. This kind of stuff just doesn't exist. Doesn't in my world. I just want to try one thing. I don't know how long I've waited for you. What is going on? Security guard at the mill got killed by some kind of animal. An animal? My family, we're different from others of our kind. You brought a snack. What, now he's coming after me? The hunt is his obsession. He's never gonna stop. I'd rather die than to stay away from you. He's got unparalleled senses, absolutely lethal. I'll do whatever it takes to make you safe again. You're faster than the others. But not stronger. I'm strong enough to kill you. You are my life now. All right, so we're back. Let's discuss the very first Twilight film. Uh, Twilight released November 21st, 
2008, directed by Catherine Hardwick. Screenplay by Melissa Rosenberg, who, um, if you are familiar with her writing, she covered The O.C., Dexter, and recently Jessica Jones for Marvel. And the plot is this. High school student Bella Swan, always a bit of a misfit, doesn't expect life to change much when she moves from sunny Arizona to rainy Washington State. Then she meets Edward Cullen, a handsome but mysterious teen whose eyes seem to peer directly into her soul. Edward is a vampire whose family does not drink blood, and Bella, far from being frightened, enters into a dangerous romance with her immortal soulmate. The film budget was about uh, $37 million, and the box office intake was about $407.1 million. All right, so basic question here. Uh, and we'll start with Nolan since this is your uh, since you've recently watched the movies. What did you think about? What are your overall thoughts on the first Twilight film? Um, oof. I think I had like a, a not like a rough start, but it took a while for me to get kind of interested in it. I guess, and I feel like <laughs> hard opinion, but like it took Bella a while to figure out he was a vampire or like a supernatural creature in a sense. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like a lot of the time in the movie was kind of put under that. All right. All right. Emery, uh, what are your thoughts on the very first Twilight film? So the first one actually used to be my favorite one until I like kept rewatching it and rewatching it. And I realized how cringy it was. <laughs> and I still do like it. Like the lighting. Um, I really like that. It's different than the other ones. I didn't like the ending. I don't even like when they went to the dance, anything like that. I didn't like the situation with like James, anything like that. But I do like the beginning when she is like figuring out like that he is a vampire. I like that. And like leading up to that and everything. I enjoyed that. So it was my favorite one at first. I still like it. It's just it is like it's the most cringiest one in my opinion and it kind of there's a lot of awkward parts and I'm like who <laughs> you know yeah definitely oh Sometimes man it's hard to watch honestly you know what <laughs> I had the same thoughts re-watching it uh when I did and I I'll say this um as, as for me my overall thoughts on the very first movie it it feels so iconic and it feels so cringe, but for all the wrong reasons. But it's still an enjoyable watch up until the third act. Mm-hmm. The third act for me really does sour it for me. But up until that, I'm able to go along with it. One, this this movie has so many nuances that are just so odd. If you think of, if you think about it on like a filmmaking like level, like they're using this like ultra blue green filter throughout the entire movie. Yeah. It, to where, I like, like that. Yeah, I mean, I like it, but it is to the effect of like, I get where you're going for. You want the movie to feel cold, but like, it just looks, <laughs> it just looks like you just put a blue like sheet over the camera, and now we have this weird like see through thing going on. Yeah. Um, I, the voiceover from Bella really throws me off. I'm not a fan of like narration or voiceover yeah. in film. But, like, Kristen Stewart does a really good job with the voiceover. And it's, like, she's convincing. So I guess that's great. Uh, but overall, like, for me, the first Twilight movie is just... 
there's so many things in this movie that I can't rag on too much because it it helps it be more enjoyable. Like I feel like if you do strip away and color correct and just, you know, tweak things, it wouldn't essentially be what it is. It would become like a lifetime movie, honestly, or like anything <laughs> of that era that was just kind of cheesy. So I think while the nuances are so odd and weird and you know, technically not good, but those things are what draw you into the movie, in in my opinion. I I haven't read the books. Uh, I mean, I attempted to read the first book. I didn't get past like chapter one. And so, what from what from what I remember of it, it feels very you know accurate to the to the book and what it's doing. But um, as I don't know, like these this this first movie is weird to me. But I I like it if that makes sense. Um, I, I think I like I said earlier, I like it more that it just represents the the era of which it comes from. So going back to MRA real quick, what are you what about the character the characters in this movie? Like what what are your because this season on the podcast we're focusing a lot on characters. So in this movie specifically, what are, what is your take on the characters? Just kind of like how they move maneuver through the story and how they're used. What are your what's your take? I think Bella improved from this movie just because she was in this one. She was just really awkward. And especially in like the first one, she was just so awkward. And like, I guess I get it, but, and I guess that's what they were obviously were going for. And even Edward, like, he didn't know what to think. You know, he couldn't like read her thoughts or whatever. And it, and he didn't know if he like, liked her or not like he would be mean to her but then he would be nice to her the next day and even she's like what like <laughs> you know what? i feel like jacob really wasn't in the first one a lot so i can't really speak for him i don't really pay attention to him um um but for them too i feel like bella improved because in this one they just had her very like socially awkward and she's just that type of person you know she wasn't very like social you know <laughs> What about you, Nolan? What what's your take on the characters in this first movie? Um, in terms of Bella, I feel like it definitely set up her character really well. Like understanding like where she came from and like meeting her group of friends and like kind of like little interactions with them. I kind of learned like what kind of person she was. Like she kind of like she she sacrificed like her her potential relationship with the uh, the one kid who asked her out because she knew that um, Anna Kendrick's character Jessica liked her. And then she pushed what the other the other girl to go ask out the other kid. So it just kind of shows like how much of a selfless character she is, even though she's really shy and not as outgoing. Um, in terms of Jacob, like yeah, we didn't see him at all really. We just kind of he was a childhood friend by then. Yeah. And uh, Edward's just kind of like brooding, <laughs> <laughs> very edgy in a sense. Um, and they just kind of—I I forgot how much they introduced the Cullen. They introduced the Cullen family a lot, but not as much as any other movies, I guess. But in terms they're of all Alice pretty and much Jasper, the same. Yeah, I mean, they introduced a bit more Jasper, of Alice's character. Yeah, I feel like Alice was always the nice. Jasper in the first one was definitely didn't talk, and he like over time, throughout the movies, would talk more, especially in like the last two. Like he was fine, but in the first one, he barely spoke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this in this first movie specifically, I love Jasper mainly because it's become a meme. And also, if you've seen the TikToks out there, there's 
there's a TikToker that does these little Twilight videos, but like Jasper just kind of like, he just never blinks and he just stares and it's and he just like it's it's so funny, especially in this one in New Moon. But I I just loved that Jasper just just doesn't do anything but stare and look menacing. And, but I like the I like the story behind it. I love the Cullen family, and I guess we'll we'll go into them, especially in this first movie. Like we don't get a lot of them, or we don't get a lot of them. But I do love. This is where I really did fall in love with the concept of like a vampire foster family, like in that they're all kind of like vegan esque. But I, I I love I just love them so much. I love their entrance in the in the the cafeteria and having Anna Kendrick kind of narrate their introduction. But I I, I like them. Uh, what do you guys think about the Cullen as a family or as a clan? I guess is what they call them. Uh, I would say that they're like the epitome of what vampires should be in a sense, like if they were in our world <laughs> okay kind of what you want is like a peaceful kind of like <laughs> eat like the uh the rabbits and like the deer suck their blood or whatnot and i feel like the treaty they get into which isn't like in the i guess it's in the uh, the next movie a bit more that you learn more about the treaty oh but yeah i feel like even like when you're going when she's trying to learn about the uh the text for vampires like the, what do they they call them, like immortal blood or something like that or immortal demons stuff like that and mm-hmm. then you kind of get into the cullen family and you just see like I guess you haven't learned yet, but like you learn more about their tragic backstories in a sense later on. What about you, Emory? What do you think about the Cullens? Exactly what Nolan said. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm just like, I'm trying to like piece things together because I'm looking through like my notes of me watching the movie. I have people who know the podcast. I, I do take notes for the podcast while I'm watching the movie. And so a lot of my notes are just me pointing out bizarre things scenes in this movie which bring me back to my point of the fact that like there's just different nuances that make me like enjoy this movie but they're just so kind of like fat shit in, in my opinion like um the garlic fan i have here the gar- garlic fan when edward and bella kind of first meet or when she's walking into class and just giant fan behind her and edward does the whole like oh my god you stink face and like that to me like it feels so awkward and cringy but like the point you you still get the point across especially if you know what's happening i feel like there are certain moments in this movie that lend to be joked about because people may not have known like what this is about but in context of the movie vampire garlic that that's your thing there although i believe in either in this movie or in one of the movies there's a big old bowl of garlic in the kitchen of the cullen's house so i i raised my eyebrows at that or like continuity goes that's just what i noticed i didn't even notice that let's move over to the story and then we'll jump over the new moon but the the story and i'll bring this up often actually but the story in this first movie baffles me mainly because the structure is all over the place and it's so imbalanced and that's what really like if i have anything truly bad to say about this movie I think the movie's acted well. I think the movie is photographed well enough or uniquely enough. But the script in this movie is a mess, if you ask me. The structure in which everything happens is so weird. So the first like hour of the movie is basically Bella. But you get this weird subplot in the background when we get introduced to Bella's dad that there is, you know, murder is happening and they think it's an animal. And so they don't know what it is. You get pretty when we get introduced to Jacob, you kind of learn early on that maybe his dad, or I guess, is it, is it his dad in the wheelchair or is that his grandfather? Yes, that's, that's Jacob's dad. Okay. 
So you get that Jacob's dad knows what may be going on, but you, you don't get the sense that any of them, anybody else would know. But like, mm-hmm. so like the first like hour of this movie, and I believe this movie's like two hours, but like it's, it is just kind of like, you know, Bella teen romance, but you have this weird like crime investigation subplot in the very background. And it baffled me because it's like, it just pops up every like now and then. And you get Charlie going, oh yeah, this here's some new development. Blah, blah. All right, I'm going to head out of the scene. Then we get back to Bella and Edward kind of rolling around. And then at the very end, they decide to use it as a plot point. And it's like, oh, so this is what's happening. There's this, I don't know. It feels like the the subplot became the plot at some random moment. And that threw me off. And I, to me, that is very bad writing. Because then you have the the conflict kind of just be only being only 30 minutes of the, the movie. And that's the, the last 30 minutes of the movie is pe- them having to fight this group of vampires who I don't understand their motivation at all. But um, what do you guys think about the story and the, the, the villains and the, you know, how it all fits together? Like with James, Victoria and uh, Laurent? Yeah, pretty much. I, in the first Twilight, you know, it's James. In the second one, there's Laurent. And the third one, there's Victoria. You know, I didn't like how they just kind of spread them out. Um, like, I get it, but I personally, I didn't really like that. It's just that, you know, they did that. They were enemies, but then the Volturi is an enemy, you know. It... I mean, we don't get, we don't even get the Volturi in this first movie, do we? They may be mentioned, but I don't think they're in the. We just get no. Victoria. I just called it like Victoria's game. Yeah. Or, you know, if you ever yeah. seen Vampire Suck, there's that Which, joke of how they're the black eyed peas. James. Yeah. And it was James that like initiated everything. And he's just like, oh, I forgot how to. Okay. So when I rewatch these, I haven't actually watched the first two Twilight movies in over a year. I started with Eclipse and then I watched Breaking Dawn Part One and then Breaking Dawn Part Two. I haven't seen New Moon in like actually probably like two years. Yeah. Um, but I forgot. So in the first one, how did it happen? How did James go? So they killed Charlie's friend. And then. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I have it here. Like, like I said, during the main plot of this movie for like the first act in like 30 to 40 minutes is Edward and Bella and how their relationship kind of developed. Yeah. And her, you know, it's this basic romance stuff, which is fine. I think all that is fine. I don't think uh, Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson have the best chemistry, but they're making it work. I feel like both are doing exactly what the director is telling them to do. And I think they've always been good actors. I just think the material may not be as challenging for them. But like what I mean by like the subplot there, there is that subplot like Charlie's friend does get killed. And so the way the movie flows, we're supposed to think it's the Cullens, I believe. Because they're the only vampires that we know. But then it's not revealed. Well, it's revealed that there are more vampires. But it's not revealed who they are until, like, the last 30 to 40 minutes of the movie. And so we have that big chase of them going to the hotel. And the scrambling of trying to introduce conflict into this movie. That, in my opinion, if you're doing a movie about romance, you don't necessarily need the conflict. But... I don't know. I feel like these are two stories that are opposing each other by the time you get to the end of the movie. Yeah, and I remember now. So they were playing baseball, and then um, that's when the Victoria, James, and Laurent showed up. And then they were like, oh, like James was like, oh, you brought a snack. And they were like, no, <laughs> you know. And then 
they were like you need to leave and then he just wanted to like hunt for her like like why was he so that's what I never understood too is like they never did anything wrong but he wanted to kill her so bad yeah you know just because she was human like okay a human was with vampires okay yeah but James like they were being fine like they were playing the game and then they were like okay like leave like she's with us James was taking it too far and then he hunts her down and tries to like kill her for some and then yeah like that felt that was all very rushed and they just kind of threw that together you know yeah I think they said like the way she smelled I guess or like the way I guess she's like special in a sense but like you know what I'm saying yeah but then I think they said like James wanted that when he wanted to hunt her it was mostly because he wanted to kill her just so Edward would be like angry so they could fight yeah but it was like it's I don't know. It's like That's so weird. Like... Stupid. like he just wanted to pick a fight. But then in that process, you know, Laurent and Victoria, Victoria was always kind of like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, re- they so bad. They recast, they recast Victoria three times. And it's hilarious to me. But she's three I different know. people. I know. No one did you realize that? That it was like three different actresses. I thought she was just like looking different every film, but nope. I guess I, I noticed tell. it. I noticed it when we got to Eclipse, and it is Bryce, Bryce Dallas Howard. And if you know Bryce Dallas Howard, daughter of director Ron Howard, you know who she is. You know Bryce Dallas Howard, Spider Man 3. She played Gwen Stacy. She's in the recent uh, trilogy of Jurassic uh, movies. She's been directing actually a lot lately, but Bryce Dallas Howard, famous actress. But right when they switched to her, and I believe it is Eclipse, I was like, wait a minute. Has it been three different women the entire time? That just made me cry. Wait, are you saying <gasps> she was Gwen and Spider-Man? Oh, my gosh, you're right. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. The Spider-Man 3, for Crazy. people listening, with Tobey Maguire, not Emma Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Bryce yeah, Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Gwen. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, just the... Keep things moving here. I want to end on saying <laughs> this movie is also a big old car commercial. <laughs> That's I find that hilarious. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, I have I have here in my notes like the 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 ending baffled me. Um, <laughs> the weird the weirdest thing about this movie to me is the fact that they have like it looks like they're having a James Bond themed prom, but like it, it's also very cool. But like everyone's in these like super spy outfits and then all the girls are in those like typical of the time like prom outfits where it's really skinny at the top and then like really poofy at the bottom but oh underneath the poof it's also another skinny skirt like that whole trend out a thing um i do think this movie should be re-edited to be shorter it doesn't need to be as long as it is again i think it is about two hours but other than that there's not really too much about this first movie to me. Other than Jacob did disappear about halfway through. That that always gets me, uh, especially since he yeah, becomes he like really big, did. big. He he just shows up at the end and is like, "Hey, I'm also at prom, but I'm not gonna." That's why I'm saying the first one is just like it's all over the place, and that's why like I used to love it, and now I rewatch it, and I'm like, I literally will turn it turn it off halfway through because I'm like, why? Like it's just. I, I like notice every little detail now and I'm like why <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious I, I feel like Jacob is just there to like point out hints for Bella too like I feel like I think when she was trying to figure out if he was a vampire 
he's like made like subtle hints about like other bloodsuckers and then like at the end oh, i think edward yeah. called him at the end edward at the prom was like oh the wolf descends so it's like giving you like subtle hints that jacob knows more that he might be more but you don't really know yeah but yeah jacob just kind of like pops out out of the woods and he's like yeah i'm here too <laughs> i do i do like jacob though i'll get into why i like jacob it is more about new moon but um but yeah i do i did love all of the subtle hints that they had in the movie especially when it came to the werewolves like jacob was dropping hints but i don't think at this point jacob knew what what his family was full of werewolves i think he still kind of knew if from what i remember correctly but like edward definitely knew and jacob definitely knew who he was so um we're gonna go ahead and shift over to twilight new moon the volturi are the closest thing my world has to royalty they enforce the law vampires have laws you're a human who knows entirely too much about us they could kill us all I belong with you. This is the last time you'll ever see me. Please just promise me you won't do anything reckless. It's like a huge hole has been punched through my chest. I know what he did to you, but Bella, I would never, ever do that. He wants to die too. He left you, Bella. He didn't want you anymore. I have to go. He's gonna make a scene. The Volturi will kill him if he reveals himself in the sunlight. No, Edward, no! I'm scared. Just a little. No, please, please! Alright, so Twilight New Moon released November 20th, 2009, directed by Chris Welts and screenplay by Melissa Rosenberg. Uh, the plot is as such Bella Swan is on the cusp of her 18th birthday and blissfully happy with her undead beau, Edward Cullen. While celebrating her birthday with Edward's family of vegetarian vampires, quote unquote, a frightening incident convinces Edward that he is simply too dangerous to be around his sweetheart. He decides to leave the town of Forks in order to ensure her safety, leaving her behind angry and depressed. This movie's budget was 50 million and the box office was about seven, seven hundred and twelve million dollars. All right, guys, Twilight New Moon. Nolan, we'll start with you again. What What is your overall thoughts on Twilight New Moon? I think it was a step up from the first one, definitely. But I believe it kind of got more into, like, Bella's psyche, essentially, and, like, how depressed she was. I, those those were, like, really, like, hard-hitting scenes, I feel like, especially after, like, him leaving her. 
then especially with like her meeting Jacob and trying to understand where her feelings are at and like how she go kind of goes on without him. It was a very good film. All right. Uh, Emery, what about you? Overall thoughts on New Moon? New Moon is my least favorite. Um, it's just depressing. Bella, in my opinion, okay, I get Edward is gone, but like, I know she took it to the extreme, like, but some of the stuff that she was doing was like reckless. And personally, I just do not like New Moon. I'm just gonna leave it at that. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. I mean, we all have our favorites. We all have our least favorites. Uh, for me, like I said earlier, I, I believe whenever I look back at Twilight, New Moon is the one that I believe is my favorite. Mainly because I think, it's, like Nolan said, this movie is definitely a step up from the first one because it's a, it's more coherent, I should say. It's less based, and I, I like it less based on nuances and more on the characters and what's happening. I think this movie, I like the the contrast again of, you know, Twilight has that very cold feeling in, in the first one. But this one does, they switch up the color tones, it's more warm, it is more of an autumn feeling. And I think this one has a lot more to say as a film, although it it's weird still. Uh, Bella, I'm not, okay, look, Bella's probably my least favorite character in this entire series. I like Kristen Stewart as an actress. I think she has some really great moments as the movies go on. But Bella as a character, you know, just on a basic character level to me, she's very not in, I don't, I don't enjoy her as much as I do everyone else. But she is the one driving the story, and so I'm able to go with that. But uh, I, I love how in this movie they create events around her to give her this more um, upbeat attitude. She seems much more assertive in this movie. I, I like that a lot. Um, but then again, we still have that background plot of some kind of like missing hiker, and people are going missing again, and we got another vampire. But then we also get introduced into some more of the world we get, you know, as the trailer said, the Valtteri, who are, I'll ask you guys, I'll ask you guys what you think about them. But the, the Valtteri to me is just, uh, it started off as a cool concept and it kind of becomes like, why are they here? But um, overall, I like, I just like the feeling of this movie a lot more than the first one. This one just feels like, I think the jokes land better. I think the, the story is much better. Um, although... I don't know. It just—it's weird to say because Edward's barely in this movie, and, but I do enjoy the the arc, the character arc that Jacob goes on, and basically he goes through werewolf pu- puberty, uh, essentially. And I like—I liked it. Um, this movie is—I it, it, don't know. It's just again, it's really hard to describe. But as far as New Moon goes, it stands as my favorite because of the things that they level up in this movie and that they focus on. I think because of they've decided to focus on more on on the world of it, which is rare for me because I definitely am not that big of a fan of like world building. I prefer more condensed stories. But because of what they do with the world, introducing the treaty, the Volturi, and the werewolf side of things, and really bringing us into uh, Jacob's eyes of being this <laughs> being this unrequited love, which I can definitely definitely relate to. I I tend to gravitate towards this movie more. It is very depressing also, as Emory said. It is, it is odd, oddly depressing, I should say, but definitely. Um, so let's get into, I think this is a good time to get into Jacob. And I want to start with Emory again. What, what do you think about Jacob and why aren't you essentially brought 
into favor of this character. I think that Jacob is a good friend, but I feel like also Jacob just doesn't know what he wants. I don't know. And like you said, he's going like he's going through like the werewolf, um, the wolf uh puberty. So he kinda like like when she shows up in New Moon at his place because she's like, Where have you been? you know, and his hair's chopped off and stuff, that's when, you know. Yeah. He by then he's already a wolf, but which I love. I love that whole <sighs> montage. I like that he's real, but also I feel like he just takes t- is taking things so seriously with her, and he's like, "No, you have to pick me. Like I'm the one." Like, like, and he's so against Edward, and it's all because yes, Edward is a vampire, but the way that Edward sees it, he's like, he doesn't like Jacob either, but at least he's not like for like he's like. No, I'm. You have to pick me. You have to pick me. You know. Yeah. Uh, Nolan, what about you? Why? Why are you in favor of Jacob? What? What attracts you to this character? I mean, like I said, she was kind of she was very depressed and she could barely sleep. And I feel like we saw more of um, the dad kind of stepping up a bit more. Even though I didn't know about like what was like the whole the vampire side, but he was there for her. But I feel like Jacob was there for her altogether, even as like just a friend, at first, and he didn't know. I don't know if. They explained it. They said, like, some people have the genes for werewolves, but I don't know if he knew he had his. But I think they also explained it, like, when vampires show up, I think more of the genes active. I don't know if that's yeah. true. They do. Okay, yeah. So then, essentially, like, it was Victoria and Laurent that kind of, like, maybe activated their genes. So he didn't really know that side of it. So at first, he he knew, like, she was she was with the Cullens, but... At first, like when he fixed the bikes and they were just hanging out and like just making her happy, like he does, he like you said, he wasn't like a werewolf yet. He didn't like ha- want to ha- bring her into that drama yet, but eventually he kind of knew he would, even if like he he didn't want it to happen, but it would eventually just because yeah. of his life. The wolves are kind of just assholes, especially to Bella. Like that's how that's even how it started. Like that's how she found out because Jacob got in that fight, you know, because. She was like, what the fuck did you do to him? And then he, she, like, shoved the guy, and the guy just went full-on wolf. Like, dude, she's a human. Why did you have to go full-on wolf? Like, did she piss you off that much by, like, sh- punching you? Which I actually really like. Like I said, I think, uh, okay, another aspect I love about New Moon is the wolf. I do love the werewolf and how they are per- per- uh, portrayed in this. And it's very slow. And what I mean by that is, like, they 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 really ease you into like werewolves exist rather than like oh vampire i guess they i guess they do the same thing with vampires because they had bella go on that whole like research journey but here it feels more natural i love the fact that the the wolves are both hot-blooded and very hot-headed because you know especially if you're talking about teenagers it it, it, it's something that teen wolf directly makes a correlation to that Sometimes being a teenager, your emotions can feel like you're becoming a werewolf in that metaphorical sense. And so I like the fact that, you know, it was just such weird moment. I think one of the most epic moments of this movie and really any movie that I've ever seen that I would put on a list. I know you probably wouldn't, but I would put on, on like a, a best of list is that reveal of that of the werewolf and how especially when it comes to Jake runs out of the whatever he's doing and he just jumps up in the air. And Bella goes, Jacob, no. And because after that, she's found out that they are werewolves. And then 
he transforms right in front of her and they have this whole little standoff with the tele with the tele telepathy and at the whole time you just have Chris Stewart back there with the mouth just wide open. I just love that scene so much. And I, I again I just love the vibe of it. But um being that this is more of a depressed sequel, um, what do we think about Edward's whole storyline? Again, it's not much, but what do you guys do you guys have anything to speak on Edward's whole weird thing and we can probably use that to introduce or get into the Volturi as well. Mm, I mean, him leaving, like he, I see why he did it because he was going to try to protect her. And I feel like Jacob is like, he left you, he left you, you know, like, but he did it literally to protect her because he knew, like, he loved her so much and he knew that if he stuck around, she was going to end up dying. And I don't think Alice, like, saw into the future of Bella dying then you know but i kind of understand why he left but i feel like i don't know in the end when he's like when he thinks that bell is dead he never really checks which i guess kind of shows like the human side of vampires more and like he just kind of lets his emotions like you said rule him because he's like a he's he's like what 100 years old but he's still when when he called the house and then Jacob just said what he what he said he said yes oh. he said planning of like he asked for Charlie Edward said can I speak to Charlie and Jacob said he's busy he's planning a funeral and Edward was in what I think Paris and he crushed the phone because they that's when Alice saw into the future and she didn't see Bella like oh, Bella wasn't he- there that's why she called. And that's why she went to Bella, and that's why she told Bella he's going to the Volturi to, like, basically kill himself because he thinks you're dead. Yeah, but he could have just simply gone home and checked as well. Oh. But I guess, like, I guess it's based on his emotions, though. Like, you said he's a teenager. He, I mean, he's 100 years old, but he's still, like, a, a teenager, I guess, in terms of maybe being vampire. Really, yeah, you so. have a problem with Edward. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying it shows the more human side of, like, the vampire that we kind of got. Like they they were like cold and recluse, but now like we kind of see his emotional side, and like he, how much he actually did love Bella that he would just kill himself because she's gone. He he wouldn't even think he could find love again. Essentially, I agree. I I do like I do like Edward in this movie, but I also like that he's not in it much. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's just me. But like I everything they give Edward to do, I love in this in this one. I think he's he's much better as a character in this movie than the first one i also love the fact that during the whole like intro he just you know bella gets a paper cut he just when jasper attacks he just like flings her across the room and she like and like i'm pretty sure she's bleeding even more now but i think edward edward in this movie he i like the way he's characterized and portrayed but his to me his actual story makes no sense but you know, it it gets it get. I think it, it does more to get a point across, and it does more to introduce the Volturi. And really, Edward's just kind of a plot point here rather than a character. But what they do give him to do, I really like. He he reminds he well, I won't say he reminds me of anything, but like it's cool. I like the 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 vampire laws and all that. Um, one one thing I do want to say before we, because I do want to talk about the way this movie ends before we shift over to eclipse here i do like italy keep 
people who know me, I love movies that take place in Italy or showcase Italy. Italy is such a very cinematic place to me. Same. And so I love the fact that it's here. Do, 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 do. We get that whole movie theater date, which is hilarious to me, honestly. Uh, who was the villain in this again? It's, is it Victoria again? Is it a Victoria no, again? It's, okay, in this one, Victoria's in... Okay, Victoria's in New Moon for like two seconds when Bella goes in the water. Remember when she jumps in? There's Victoria, but that was it. It's Laurent that tries to kill Bella in New Moon. Okay, the and black that's when vampire. the wolves show up. Yes, that's when the wolves show up, and that's when uh, I think it's Sam is he the alpha? Yeah, Sam the. Yeah, yeah, that's when he kills Laurent, and she. That's when she the, before she knows about the wolves. So she's like, oh my god, that's who's been killing all of like the people is these wolves you know yeah and then so oh, yeah wait, no, uh, Victoria was in it again too because when they went to go uh uh hunt for the the wolves quote unquote when she told charlie victoria was in like the trees and that's how the guy had a heart attack yeah that's the guy who had the funeral yeah but victoria didn't do anything last thing let's talk about the volturi's interrupt introduction real quick because i do think they're cool basically we get michael huh. sheen and dakota fanning Dakota Fanning putting on one of the best performances I've ever seen her do. But what do you guys think about uh, the Volturi as villains? Or are they villains? I guess, the, yeah, they're villains. What do you think about them? Oh, they're all assholes. <laughs> uh, Nolan? I mean, we just know that they're a like secret society by now. And like you said, like the world building, it, was, it did great with the, the wolves and like the whole treaty thing. Oh, yeah. And it was kind of like a last minute, like, oh, here's like this group of like higher up vampires that hide in italy underneath like the cathedrals or whatnot <laughs> yes honestly i would have loved to stayed within italy a lot longer you could mm-hmm. you could probably cut a lot back from the opening and placed a lot more in the movie within italy but again I, I think they are trying to stay accurate to the books this is what the problem like especially when you're quote unquote filmmaker i'm not a filmmaker but thinking as a filmmaker if you're adapting something there are some things you just kind of have to I believe you do kind of have to take liberties with and I would have set this movie largely within Italy or at least for the the second and third halves or really the third half but um it, there are things in here that eventually you have to get back to the forks anywho um but, but, but I do think the fights are a lot better in this movie um I like the fact that the vampires like when they die they break into glass like that makes a lot of sense to me Rather than like, I watched True Blood for during 2020 as well, and the way people died in that, it fit the show. But like, when they, whenever they would kill a vampire, they would just burst into a blood bag, and that that was about it. But I like, I think I like Twilight better, where they just turn into glass, or like stone. Yeah. It, it was pretty good. Um, okay, so uh, the the ending of this movie is actually really interesting, but also kind of toxic. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Each of these movies kind of end with Bella and Edward sitting Mary. down in Bella. the, <laughs> and Edward pulls out this ultimative ultimatum of marriage, even though they're both like haven't even started senior year yet. But um, what do, what what do we think about this whole little situation here? I mean, they're love. Love is love. I guess so. But it's not like she said yes. True. I think she was smart on that part, honestly. I mean, you already know my take. I don't yeah. like Edward that much, so. Oh my gosh. Alrighty. But also, like, he, 
he's old. Like he's like, I don't know. He was like 170. I think it was 173, you know? So he's ready. He's like, you know what? Marry me. You know, like you could be 17 years old. Marry me. (laughs) He doesn't care. Like he's never seen, like he's never, like this is his person. So like he even said like his whole reason of living basically was for Bella. Like, <laughs> but but he didn't want to turn her yet, even though she's been in so much danger for being because a human. Because <laughs> he explained why he didn't want to turn her like 10 times. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it. But at the same time, if people are actively trying to kill your girlfriend, you may want to rethink your standards, in my opinion. But I mean, hey. Then again, you know, if I, I I like to think like if I was in that position, I would honestly be biting every single person I see. <laughs> That's just oh me. Gosh. Like I'm just that good. I'm either call me an asshole or call me a romantic or a, a, a lover of procreation. But if I was Edward, I would have bitten her like at least after the third date. Like, all right, we're together now. All right, uh, we're gonna go ahead and shift over to Eclipse again. Probably my second favorite out of these movies. Let's talk. Let's look at uh, Twilight Eclipse. Jacob, what are you doing? I'm here to warn you. She's leave now. She has a right to know. Why? We've been tracking the situation in Seattle for a while. Unexplained disappearances. <laughs> Killings. Someone's creating an army. An army of vampires. They're coming here. This means an ugly fight with lives lost. We're in. As long as we get to kill some vampires. Twilight Eclipse, and I will say this, out of all the movies, this one, the title makes the most sense because it's both the vampires and the werewolves having to eclipse each other, having to join together for a, uh, against a greater foe. But Twilight Eclipse, it released uh, June 24th, 2010, directed by David Slade, screenplay again by Melissa Rosenberg, and the plot as such. Uh, Danger once again surrounds Bella as a string of mysterious killings terrorize Seattle and a a malicious vampire continues her infernal quest for revenge. Admit the turmoil, Bella must choose between her love for Edward and her friendship with Jacob, knowing that her decision may ignite the long simmering feud between vampire and werewolf. The budget for the movie was $68 million. And the box office was $698.4 million. All right. 
I know, right? This one made a lot of money. This one was pretty good. I I, I remember this one being one of the good ones, honestly. Like, I look, I would, I would rewatch this one. Although I will say it has another, it does have a villain problem. <laughs> much like uh-huh. I think, what, much like the first movie, it has a major villain problem. And I thought New Moon did it okay. This one kind of regressed, but we'll discuss. Anyway, uh, Emery, kick us off. What is your overall thoughts on Twilight Eclipse? I like Eclipse a lot. The um, the only thing I don't like about it is like her obviously being in love with Edward, but then liking Jacob. Didn't like that. I didn't like the whole thing with Victoria and like her quote-unquote puppets. Um, especially with Riley, I feel like what was his purpose? He okay. I'm just gonna <laughs> skip ahead. I feel like no, you're good. You're good. The way I see it is, she created this small little army for them to get slaughtered in five minutes. And with Riley, she like had him make for a year. She changed him, and for a year he was doing this for. He died by a, a by Seth. He mm. <laughs> he basically died by Seth, which was a new wolf, literally basically like a cub, right? Yeah. Like, isn't that crazy? That is. It is. It's <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. But overall, I do like Eclipse. Um, it is one of my. It's my third favorite. Uh, at the fight with Victoria, I thought it was it was rushed too. Like they were just building up with that, and then we see the Volturi a little more. Kind of a similar take, but I do like how they get more into the Cullen family, especially. I think it was Jasper's backstory, and then I think a little bit of Rosalie's. Yeah. I don't know who else in the Cullen family though. I don't. I don't know if I needed anyone else. Was it Rosalie in Eclipse, or was that in Breaking Dawn Part One? Or was that Breaking? I don't know if that was. I Maybe think part one. it's 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 in Eclipse. You see it in Eclipse, but then they read, they do something. They call it back. Oh. In they kind of give her more layers in Breaking Dawn. But yeah, I do remember the flashback for both her and Jasper in this one. I think they touch on Carlisle a little bit in this one, too. Yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, well, in New Moon, I think it was New Moon when we saw Carlisle because he was part of the Volturi, remember? Yeah, but he's also, and he's, you also see the, the flashback of him fighting Edward in New Moon. I think it is it in New Moon or the, I think, yeah, I think it is New Moon. Okay. Yeah. 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 Anyway, what were we saying? Uh, pretty much a similar thing as MRA. Like it, you kind of like, they, like with the villain problem you were talking about, it just kind of like, I don't know, explain it. You kind of knew it was going to be Victoria, in a sense, because, like, she's been trying to get at her for two, like, two movies, essentially. Not the first one as much, but, like, the second one, definitely. And I feel like, especially with the Youngling Armory, it was, it was interesting, but I guess, like, she didn't expect, like, the, the wolves to be with the vampires. Like, she knew the wolves were protecting Bella, but then she also knew that Collins came back. Yeah. So, I, I guess that's, like, one take. And in this one, they're, like, trying to, you know, they bring together the wolves and the vampires to show, like, how to fight the newborns. Because, you know, if you're a newborn, then you're you're most, like, you're at the, your strongest when you're a newborn, yeah. which is crazy. Um, but every vampire movie show is different. Um, and that's good. 
I like that how they were trying to bring them together, you know. Um, even though in Breaking Dawn Part One, it didn't really matter. <laughs> I I think when I think back about this one, this one has. I don't want to say it has a lot going on, but it, it's the most exciting because of what's going on. I think utilizing the character of Victoria in this way, albeit her army was completely useless, but I like the fact that this is what she was doing in order to get revenge. Again, we get recast. This is the one with Bryce Dallas Howard. There's a lot of people in this movie, actually. This is where we meet Seth for the first time. Boo Boo Stewart. Hello. Such a baby in this one. He's so skinny. Hello. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. There's a lot of good things in this one. I think Emmett gets a lot, uh, gets a bit of a spotlight, as well as Jasper, as well as Rosalie, who is a, a complete bitch the first the first two movies. But here we get to understand yes, her a little more. Yes, and we know nothing like about her basically, and then we finally get something in yes. Eclipse, and we kind of like, I mean, we just know how she got turned into a vampire, and then that's why she envied Bella because. Yeah, honestly, there there should have been like Twilight backstory or Twilight colon backstories where we just go mm-hmm. through everyone's backstory. Like, I wonder if that was like a special. That probably should have been like a special feature on the on the DVDs or something, or maybe like a YouTube channel. But that would have been cool. Um, I do love how Edward and Jacob are at each other in this one. They feel more naturally uh, combative, more naturally conflicted as well. I do like the conflict uh, between Ooh, Bella and yes. Edward. Yeah, I, I between Bella and Edward on doing the whole, you know, change me, marry me, and you know that whole conundrum was really great, in my yeah. opinion. This one, a New Moon is my favorite, but I, I, I think I'm strong. I think I'm okay enough to say that Eclipse is probably the best one because of what's going on now. Again, it still has. Huh certain issues to me this movie changes and i like it actually i like when movies are able to shift genres very smoothly this one i feel like it does it successfully but we start off with the traditional twilight mold is much more rocky and then it turns into this whole like vampire army you know kind of like almost i don't know what to call it but like almost kind of like war movie i think the conflict is much more balanced in this one but then we do at the very end get this like severe superhero action film, and it it I liked it. I liked I liked what, everything that was going on in this movie. Um, the CGI is kind of rocky though. A lot of the animation looked weird. Um, this one's just very dramatic, especially with like Edward and um, Jacob, because you know now she does she loves Edward, but she loves Jacob. But she's in you know she's like I love Edward more, and yeah. they she's having to spend more time with Jacob and then he kisses her and it's just, they almost get in a fight, but you know, we love to see it. <laughs> much. So I loved it. Um, honestly, me personally, I don't have too much to say about it. Cause I just think this one's the most balanced out of all of them. Yeah, like, I, I like good. it. I just didn't oh. like how, you know, Riley, the whole thing, like I said at the beginning, like they, she, they built this army for like they they all got slaughtered, yeah. um, which I know that they weren't they didn't think they were gonna have the wolves and that's you know I guess how Victoria played it out. She's like they're not gonna have, it's just gonna be vampires, you know. But and then even the fight with Victoria, just didn't last. But we did also get the backstory, um, a little when she went to the campfire with Jacob. Yeah, I liked it. I like. I even like the snowy mountain stuff with the whole "I'm hotter than you." Like that whole conversation. <laughs> <was pretty> good. 
yeah. Wait, uh, is it, this one we also learned about the the werewolves more? Is that what you're talking about? Oh yeah, we do learn. We yeah. learn a little bit. I, I feel like they kind of eat certain things in here uh, about the. I don't remember too much about the werewolves, but I think here we get the the treaty explained full out, mm -hmm. and that's why they were like, you know, we don't want to help you, but then they ended up helping anyways. Oh, Victoria blames Edward for killing James, but it was actually <laughs> Alice Jasper and Emmett that killed James. So why was she so pissed? That's just a, mm, again. This one brings it back. It was technically Edward that killed James. I don't know. What, like what... yes, but it was it was still technically Edward. I don't know. Edward it was... like bit him, and then they technically all like got together, yeah. and they were like they lit him on fire. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. She wasn't there. I don't know. <laughs> Exactly. Where but, were uh, they? Like they were, during all this. Where they just they? I just remember them jumping through windows, honestly. Like, oh, we're jumping around. Last thing I'll say, and then I'm gonna move us forward here. But uh, again, I, I think this one, everyone that kind of at their that their characterization or character peak, Edward is as Edward's very possessive in this movie. But then it, we get angry Jacob throughout this entire movie. He's just yelling. Um, we get the most conflicted Bella's ever been. We get the most like clueless Charlie. We get the most bubbly Alice. You know, it, I I think this one everyone's at their peak, and it, it, again, it's just really good. You know, I believe Edward is the last. Edward is uh, to me is a symbol of like the last like e the last of like the emo boys, but the start of all the soft boys. If you know that. So whole I, I know, but like I loved him in this one. Like I loved oh, he's whenever like, he's pick me, pick me. <laughs> I will say, I think out of this entire, I'll say trilogy before we get to the final two. But like out of this entire trilogy, I think Taylor Lautner is the better actor. Yep. Or at least he's represented and directed the best. Honestly, like he gets a lot more range to work with rather than the other characters. Huh. I think it? his personality is more likable. Huh. Yeah. It doesn't say he doesn't have flaws, but. Yeah, he he definitely does. He's very he's got an anger issue. He got anger issues, but I I like them. I like him a lot. I I just really like it, or I, I just really like yeah, Jacob. You know, you were right the first time you said nah, Ed. nah, 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 Jacob. <laughs> Jacob Black, the Native American with wolf teeth. Did Alice have any premonitions in this one? Where she was like kind of nerfed, right? She just well, they used her more for fighting. Him? Yeah, we saw her fighting skills in this one, where she jumped over a wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to Breaking Dawn Part One. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Breaking Dawn Part One. An another movie I don't have a lot to say about, but for different mm. reasons. You ready? Still me fall dead. Never. I, Edward Cullen, take you, Bella Swan. For better or for worse. To love. To cherish. As long as we both shall live. This is how I'll remember you. Pink cheeks. Heartbeat. I think I'd be used to telling you goodbye by now.
that's not in my existence. Breaking Dawn Part 1, released November 18, 2011. Damn, 2011. Uh, directed by Bill Condon. Screenplay again by Melissa Rosenberg. And the plot is as such. At last, Bella and Edward are getting married. When Jacob finds out that Bella wants to spend her honeymoon as a human, he is horrified. For Edward's passion could accidentally kill her. Bella does indeed survive her honeymoon, but a new complication arises when she discovers that she's pregnant and the child is growing at an alarming rate. The pregnancy sets the wolves against Bella and Edward, but Jacob vows to protect his friend. The budget for the movie is between 110 to $127 million, and the box office was $712.2 uh, All right, Emre, what is your overall thoughts on Breaking Dawn Part 1? I want nothing more than to be Bella from... The beginning, the very beginning of this movie, up until he goes into that kitchen to make the chicken, the wedding, the honeymoon, everything, going to Rio. It's 10 out of 10. Beautiful. I love it. I want that. That's why I love it so much. I feel like uh, it's just amazing. It's so romantic. And I love that. I just love it so much. The whole uh, baby situation, that was pretty crazy. And the fact that she felt a kick in her stomach, um, I thought that was uh, a little... Okay, I know that the baby grew, obviously, like, within two, like, a month the baby was born. But she was (laughs) like, whoa, I felt a kick. And I'm like, bitch, no, you didn't. (laughs) It was a little mini kick. (laughs) I don't know. But definitely my favorite, definitely because of the wedding, I would... I just love the romance. Uh, I'm going to say it, even the sex, everything. It's great. Um, was a little scared for her, the the bruises and stuff. Mm. But you know what? That's fine. That's fine, because he could do that to me any day of the week. Not kink shaming. <laughs> Nolan, what are your overall thoughts on Breaking Dawn Part 1? I have to agree. The, uh, the romance definitely kicked off a lot. And then the previous movies, it was kind of like, very slow but then it kind of like kicked it up with all the wedding the honeymoon everything then the baby just kind of coming out of nowhere 
I think we learned a bit more through like what is it when they kind of learn about the baby, the wolves kind of learn about it. Yeah. Kind of see like the relationship between like the wolves and the vampires aren't really solved. It was just like momentarily like an alliance in the last one. I guess that kind of like shows that like how Bella kind of controlled essentially like the way like the wolves were. Like there are, there was an alliance and there's a treaty. And it was working out fine, but then she kind of just screws it up in a way, even though she didn't mean to, because like the baby was kind of like a a weird accident that just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Overall, I I teeter back and forth whether I like the movie or not, but I do think I really like this movie. Um. I think the first hour. See, not only say that. I think all of it's pretty good. Um. I do love all the wedding stuff i love how it opens with jacob running through the forest and it turns out that there's just wedding invitations going out and he got one and he just decides to literally like run off steam because they i love how the werewolves like steam when they turn but um yeah i i do like most of the stuff what i remember most about this movie when i do think about it is like yes the baby yes the sex yes this one seems to be the most intense but man, the, the the way that there's just certain moments in this movie that just kind of hit. Like, um, there's like two lines for me that really jump out and that really kind of hit me and that had me really thinking about this movie. And it's re- both are at the beginning, but it's when Edward is saying no measure amount of time would be long enough. So let's start with forever. And I was like, oh, but like that that feels kind of real. I know. And then. And then when Jacob says, you know, do you think I'd be used to telling you goodbye? And that hit me as well. And I was just like, oh, man. But then we get right back into Angry Jacob and then the movie kind of kicks off again. I think the movie loses steam going back to that or just kind of like stopped running really smoothly around the time the baby is grown and we get like really, really gaunt Bella. Other than that, this movie is just it's it's in it's entertaining enough to me. Um, but I, I do teeter back and forth because there there are some moments that does that I can't really put into words, but there are some moments that I found like I don't want to say boring, but just kind of slow. Um, but I also I when I think when I think about this movie, I think about Bride of Chucky a lot or Seed of Chucky, where or really Bride of Chucky because they do the whole like oh no is it Seed of Chucky? It's Seed of Chucky where they were talking about the baby and we get the line <laughs> in Seed of Chucky that kept popping up for me, which. Um, it's a voodoo pregnancy. It's accelerated. And the whole thing with Bella here is that she gives birth in under a month. Mm. It just, it just, it's hilarious. Also, we get a lot more conflict with Jacob. I think Jacob's character, again, Jacob really gets all the good character arcs in these, in these movies. I'm sorry. He gets a lot to do, in it, whether it be emotionally or with action. I like it. I like the poeticness of this. I think the whole franchise is very poetic, but yeah. Um, anything else you guys like want to bring up? Yeah, I feel like we saw a different side of Edward in this one. I will say this. I didn't like this because when she uh, is pregnant, you know, he's like, I'm going to, we're going to get that thing out of you. And she's like, thing. And then he just doesn't care about the baby until like towards when she's about to give birth and they're talking like Jacob walks upstairs and then Edward and Bella are just laughing. And then that's like the day I think she gives birth. And then, you know, he starts to care. I just think it was messed up because nobody, like, the only person that's, I mean, of course, I'm sure Alice cared and 
up, but the only person that really seemed to care was Rosalie, I feel like, and that's because she just wanted to have the baby for herself. True, true. Which I liked it. And I that's liked, why she I, called her. Yeah. Um Did we ever did we ever learn what Rosalie or what Bella like whispered to Rosalie in that one scene? I don't think they ever told us, but probably to make I, sure that they the like, baby that safe. Bella would die. Yeah, that Bella would die before the baby dies. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I will agree with the Edward and Jacob kind of like choosing Bella over the baby while Bella chose the baby was definitely like a yeah, larger conflict. Yeah. Yeah. And Edward, like, I get that he loves Bella, but like, dude, that's your kid. But he also yeah. has like, they never seen a situation like that before. So he's like, I don't even know what that is, you know? But if Bella's like, I see it as like a baby boy, you know, she's like, it's my son, you know? And he's like, we're going to get that thing out of you. I know, they yeah. kept saying he the entire time, and then, of course, it was a she baby. And he's like, you just want to die? Like, he was so against the fact that she would, like, die for this baby. And he's like, I'm, like, Jacob, you're going to kill me if I, like, if she dies, you're going to kill me. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. The, again, this, this movie has a much like the first one is i just i guess i say this about all the movies but this one has like a lot of nuances and just moments that i really enjoy uh i love i love when jacob goes full alpha finally or i guess omega if you're going by teen wolf rules but he's he's basically becomes alpha and then it gets revealed later on that he's just basically piccolo like if you know dragon ball Z. He imprints. yeah like <laughs> the whole imprinting on the baby thing is much that was some, good it was a good scene in this one, and then it gets completely ruined, or not ruined, but it gets completely turned around in the next one. But yeah, I like that his attraction to Bella was more of a protective thing rather than a romantic thing that he thought it was. And so once the baby's born, again, he he realizes he's Piccolo. He's the one that's going to take care of the hero's kid and train them when the hero's not there anymore, or not there at all. But like, I, I even like the whole baby name thing. Like, I love the reel that it is a girl. I love the whole Renesme. Like, I think Renesme is actually a pretty cool name. Okay, the fact that she was going to do EJ for a boy is fucked up. Yeah, that's... That's, that's, you <laughs> that's don't, fucked don't, up. You don't name your kid two letters. Um, but it's yeah. not that. It was for Edward Jacob. But that's still, yeah. <laughs> Here's your name. Like, why is my name EJ? Oh, I fell in love in high school. I was in this major love triangle. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it doesn't concern you, boy, girl, whatever your name is. <laughs> also, what you say with Jacob, he definitely stepped up in this movie. Because I feel like at the beginning, like you said, he was kind of like I had like the whole scene where he was at the wedding and he kind of stormed off and he wasn't good to Bella. And then he, like I think they said he wolfed out for like a whole like couple months or something like that. Or he wolfed oh, out for yeah. a long time. He was just had, like, in the wolf whole, mode. Like, he had like the whole like when he sh- when he shifted, he went like red eyes and everything like that. He was like super angry. And then like mm-hmm. even then he he was thinking about maybe killing the baby just because he uh it killed Bella. And then he also what did he say to Edward? He said like I won't kill you because you deserve to live with this rest of your life, which is cold. True. <laughs> but oh. uh and he just switches it up with the imprinting and then he realizes like like you said he's like a guardian kind of to the child now like he was gonna go in there and kill that baby and then boom imprints yeah i love it It, it's a great scene he's like murder 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 oh no and it took him a minute like they were fighting and then it took him a minute to come outside during that fight with the cullens and the wolves it took him a minute even though he was like on his knees you know like rosalie Mm -hmm. 
was holding. Oh, also, let's talk about how this baby didn't look fake as hell. Uh, first of all, it wasn't it was even a bad. newborn. It was just like the baby was at least a month old when it came out. So that I know that's that's the real yeah. reason why Bella died. But when the baby <laughs> came out, it looked like a normal baby. But then when Rosalie was holding the baby, it was like, what? Whoa! It was a CGI. Yeah, it looked really bad. Very shiny person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, also, we saw Seth and Leia. Leia? Yeah, it was Seth and Leia. And Leia? What was her name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Lena? Le- Leia, something like that. It's they Leia. stepped up. Yeah, and they, they, uh, yeah, they did Jacob really good. Sides. I loved it. I loved Jacob forming his own little pack there. Like, there's, there's a lot of good in this movie. So, uh, yeah. Why it's not my... Yeah. I Bella, mean... like, they did really good, like, how she looked after she, like, when she was, like, pregnant. And like when she just she just looked like shit, and she was anorexic and all that. And towards the end, and when she was dead, they made her look like complete shit. And they did good at that. At she the very horrible. end, yeah. Her, yeah. She was so skinny. I still don't understand how they didn't understand to give that the baby blood halfway through the uh yeah. the movie. Like it was obvious, like she was losing a lot of blood because her eyes were just completely drained. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what is what does the baby need? Oh, maybe blood. Um, last thing I want to comment on before we go to our final film, um, the whole sequence of the giving the birth and Edward biting her and you know feeding her the venom, and then her being brought back, it was pretty epic, honestly. Like it's a, they're both yeah. really good contrasting moments. I especially love when she opens her eyes. And people who know me, if you do have something supernatural, give me all the glowing eyes. So I love how when she opens her eyes, boom, red credits. I was gonna say like they kind of gave it like the uh, when like the the venom was going like through her veins, kind of like that superhero kind of like starting yeah. vibes, like getting her powers and stuff like that. Definitely, it was great. All right, uh, let's shift over to Breaking Dawn Part Two. After 18 years of being utterly ordinary, I finally felt I could shine. I was born to be a vampire. So beautiful. We're the same temperature now. I didn't expect you to seem so... you? I have to report a crime. The Collins, they've done something terrible. Granddaughter, adultery, think Renez made an immortal child. She was born, not bitten. She grows every single day. Oh, my. Maintaining our secret has never been more imperative. What is it, Alice? The Voltori, they're coming for us. If enough people knew the truth, maybe we could convince the Volturi to listen. My family's in danger. I need your help. We'll join you. We will stand with you. A lot of red eyes around here. I'll never let anybody hurt you. Breaking Dawn Part Two, released November, t- Ooh, yeah, November twelfth, two thousand twelve. Directed by Bill Condon. Screenplay again by Melissa Rosenberg. Uh, the plot: Bella awakens as a vampire from her life-threatening labor, and her newborn daughter Renesme proves to be very special indeed. While Bella adjusts to her new state of being, Renesme experiences accelerated growth. When the Volturi learn of the baby's existence, they declare her to be an abomination and sentence the Cullens to death. 
Bella, Edward, and the rest of the clan seek help from allies around the world to protect their family. The film's budget was $136.2 million, and the box office was $829.7 million. Uh, Nolan, we'll start with you. Overall thoughts on Breaking Dawn Part 2. Um, I don't want to get into the final battle too much because it's a good majority of the movie, but I it's definitely one of my, if not my favorite parts of these like whole five movies. Probably because of the final battle and how well it was animated, because I'm a huge battle person. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what it came out in 2012, which was like the same year as like the Avengers. So it was kind of like that like whole like giant battle kind of scene that most movies probably didn't have back then. But I mean, I, I'm trying to remember the beginning part of the movie, but it was mostly them teaching Renez Man, I guess, Bella how to like control her powers as well, which is kind of interesting in a sense. Yeah, because she was a newborn, and then like her child was also a newborn. It was interesting. Emery. Um, I really like this one. Um, I think it was a lot different than all the other ones. It's crazy how you see Twilight, the first one, and then you go from that to this. It's definitely a big jump, you know. I like yeah. meeting all the new vampires. I wish we would have had some more of them throughout the other movies, you know, and seeing all their different abilities. I love it. But yeah. So this one was definitely one of my favorites, also. I love the battle. Yeah, breaking down part two. So, like I said, I teeter back and forth whether I like part one or not, but I think I like it. Part two, for me, is where it all kind of goes meh, in my opinion. Oh. Like, I love I love the first half. I like the, the conflict in this one. But it for me, what does kind of, like, ruin it is the final act, much like with, uh, much like with the others, like, uh, much like with the first one, honestly. But, like, I okay, I like the final battle. I just don't like the reveal that it was all a vision. Yep. And that, like, that to me just meh. And then, again, it, coming out in 2012, it is that big year of, like, you know, really it was a big year for movies in general. We had, like, Skyfall, Avengers, The Amazing Spider-Man, Dark Knight Rises, uh, Prometheus, like, all these big old... so. It feels of that era still. It feels like this is yeah. I like the evolution of Twilight, like Emery said. But this, this, uh, this movie is weird. This movie has all the weird aspects of 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 all the Twilight movies, if you ask me. Renesmee's weird. Bella's. No. I like. I like. I like the fact that they explain Bella's powers and how no one was ever like how she was so immune. Now they don't really explain how she's immune. Like, is there? How is Renesmee weird? She's a child. She doesn't do anything. I mean, she's a child, but she doesn't she's like. She's a child. She puts she's... her hand up to your face, and you can see her first memory. I mean, mm. she's a child. Yeah, um, this to is me... all because of her. You know, like this is all happening because. Yeah. I mean, look for me, Renezme is more of just a MacGuffin. Like she is what the plot revol- resolves uh, revolves around. She's the one that everybody's after. So to me, she's just kind of like. She does. She kind of takes Jasper's position. You're just kind of standing around and staring. <laughs> like, that's kind of all she does. But I mean, she's oh fine. I I do like the quote unquote um, teased relationship that she'll have with Jacob and being this like father daughter mentor mentee thing, which gets uh, which easily gets like joked about and becomes a more of like, a uh, it just becomes a joke. But I I think it works within the context of the movie. But, um, hmm. Okay, so the way I see it is the cousin that, you know, she's a snitch. 
the one that died because she did die you know oh yeah forgot her name already don't really care because she's a snitch and then all the vampires seeing meeting all these new vampires i thought that was really cool and i like the connection between uh the other cousin that had the like electricity throughout her body and the other vampire the one that um i forgot his name i think it was garrett um i, I forgot all they ended up honestly. they ended up getting together the blonde she had the straight hair because there were the three blonde sisters the one that died and then the one that had the straight hair she had the electricity and then um she ended up getting with the the guy who had the like he had brown hair it was longer he had i don't know he had, i don't know how to describe him i forgot his name i like that um i just like meeting all of the new vampires like i feel like you know they we didn't talk about any of this in all the other movies and now we're getting it in the last one which sucks because it's the last one but I really liked it. And I actually liked the battle. I liked that it was a vision. Okay. When I went and saw this what? movie in theaters, I saw it the night it came out. Because, you know, I was a fangirl. I saw it the night it came out with my best friend at the time. Her name was Cheyenne. Um, <laughs> and we sat in the back. And when we saw this battle, you know, we're thinking, oh, my God. We're screaming. We're crying. Carlisle, just his head is gone. Um you know, Seth and Leah died, Jasper died. They killed all the best people. That's the way I see it. Why are they killing all the best ones? Why did they kill Seth and Leah? Why would they kill the brother and the sister wolf? They didn't kill like Sam or any of the other wolves, but they killed Seth and Leah. Well, technically Leah killed herself, you know, but still. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Jacob, um, Edward or Bella, my, the three of them, not one of them died. And, you know, in movies like this, I feel like one of them would die, you know? But yeah. nope, they didn't die. Nobody big died. Like, yeah, Carlisle died, Jasper died, Seth and Leah died. And then, you know, I like that it was a vision because, you know, you don't see that in these in those movies. Like, everything is real. So the fact that it was a vision, like, one, of course, that was, like, relief to me. But two, it was like, oh, my gosh, like, that's different. I'm not used to that. You know, I'm like, whoa, that's actually good. I liked it personally. I like that it wasn't real. I so. hated it. Well, you know what? It it just you. seems like such a movie cop out to just like be like, oh, it was all a vision. Like I understand like Alice was gone because she was hiding from the Volturi, but she was also like, I guess, improving her powers because she was using them. So I I don't really know why how she could get the entire battle scene down with a vision because usually hers were like more like just sudden. But I guess that's because she was training. I guess but they never. Really, I don't know if they ever got into that. And it's really good to watch if it's your first time ever, like, watching it also. Like, it was Nolan's first time seeing it. So I was, like, we were screen sharing when watching it. And I kind of wanted to hear his reaction. And then, like, towards the end, he was, like, what? And I yeah, knew and then... that he didn't like that it was a vision. <laughs> but I was, like, oh, okay. See, you know, I actually liked that it was a vision. I thought it made it good. So, so back in part one, Esme literally gives them sandwiches. I know it's like a weird, weird thing, but she gives them sandwiches and Leia is the only one who doesn't take a sandwich. And then in this one, she protects her when she's about to fall into like the, the hole. There's like a redeeming yeah. quality. And I don't know, essentially, but I mean, she saw Seth die too. So she was kind of like in the moment, just like you watched like your little, little brother, right? Or cousin? I forget. I think it was yeah. your brother, right? Little family member. Yeah, die. And then like she protects like a vampire, kind of like shows how redeeming she is. And then... Yeah. I mean, Jasper dying, like, I get he was, like, getting ganged up on, but, so like, bad. 
he was like the most power i think he was like he trained them when the uh in the third movie yeah with the like when the little vampires were coming like he knew how to defend against them but in this one he just seemed like weaker i guess he just like i guess he got ganged up on but still i don't know (laughs) i mean it was because of uh what what was her name in this one that it's Dakota Fanning. I forgot her name in it, but she oh, like, yeah. she was, had him in pain, so he literally couldn't move. And then, boom, head gone. But <laughs> he knew what her powers were, though. He's he's like much of a more strategic fighter. Like he understands. I mean, he like, couldn't. Have... No, what did I you expect believe... him to do? They were <laughs> literally Christ. fighting against the Volturi. I'm going to come power. down no. the middle on both of you. I'm just going to cut down the middle and say. I understand both sides. I do lean more towards Nolan because I I do mm. think having it be a vision is a cop-out, but it is uh, subverting the expectation. And I do like that everyone does kind of live at the end, but I don't like the fact that the Volteria is like, oh, okay, let's just go back to where we... Like, they just... To me, they're just like, okay, we changed our mind, and that that's the end of the movie. Well, also, at the end, he was like, you know, for now... Yeah. So true. that was like him saying, okay, you know, Stephanie Meyer, I think that's the name of the author. She could make a whole nother book, blah, blah. But that's another thing too, is like with um, Charlie's situation and everything, you know, obviously Bella's not going to age. And um, uh, Renezme, you know, she, I don't know how long it had been since she was born, but clearly she was growing fast and you know he was like wow like you're getting tall but it's like and i know that he knows that jacob is a wolf which is another thing too he literally knows that jacob is a wolf and he handled that pretty well he really did like, yeah <laughs> that's, i, like I that. feel like they I like just kind of had to throw that in there you know yeah and it's it's just like the charlie is like your basic dad like you know and if this were like real life, I just feel like that's not what would actually happen, you know? Maybe. And it, we don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think for me, this movie, this movie to me is the equivalent of X-Men Last Stand, if you know that, just without the yeah. philosophical conflict and an actual ending. But other than that, it, it works. It's fine. It's not, to me, this one's just kind of meh. Like that overall is just meh for me. Just meh. But if they okay, so if you're telling me that if they, if it weren't a vision, it would have been better. No, I think this movie probably should have oh. just had a different ending. I don't, I don't think the vision or no vision isn't what I'm really. What ending up against. would you have like? I like, would. I, I don't. I don't know. I I would have to like really watch this movie again and like study the script. But I think you probably could have. But I, mm, you probably have to come up with a different ending. I would, I would probably utilize Renesme. I mean, they kind of do at the end of this one, but I would utilize her that in a more active role. But here they do have a little yeah. child, and a little children can't do much. So I feel like I, there were just a lot of vampires too. We just didn't like get much yeah. out of them, you know. Even with the Collins, like we didn't hardly get anything from um, any Esme. Of them. Yeah, Emmett. You know, like we didn't really get much. They introduced those Amazonian ones, and then all they did was calm down the two sisters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all they did. But it, it, I mean, it's 
yeah, they all get little moments here and there. And which the fight fine, didn't even last that long, you know? Like, it was It was a pretty long trip. fight. I'm not going to... It was a pretty long fight from what I remember. I mean, yeah, but it's like... I mean, even like you said with the, like, the vampires from the Amazon, like, we didn't even see them in the fight. But, you know, we saw the... And that one guy, like, why did he go? You know, the one that he was like... I, Carlisle, if it comes to the vault, like if it comes down to it, I'm not gonna fight the Voltori, and he would always stay like in the trees. Oh, I, I don't know. Like I don't a monkey. I, you don't remember the blonde? I, there was a lot. There was a lot going on in this movie. I do not remember. I have to watch it again. I think, there I was that one guy. This podcast. I would have to. I would have to like. I didn't have time to rewatch it all. I would have to like really look at it these again. This one to me is like the least memorable. Well, I'm not gonna say it's the least memorable because I really like the the very end. I like the montage. Because it gave me the feels. I'm like, oh, this journey. I like the closure of the yeah. ending. Other than that, the I think the soundtrack is really yeah. good. The soundtrack is very good in this one. I like the scenery. It's it, really it, good. It moved me, I should say. Edward's All right. face is really good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, everyone. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Just wanted to let you know that you can now join in on the conversation as well. If you are listening on Anchor or Spotify, you can now comment your thoughts on the episode's Q&A tab in the show notes. Feel free to let us know whether or not you like the film, TV show, or overall topic, which host you agree with or don't agree with, and give your own take on the conversation. Maybe you saw something we didn't. Overall, we'd love to hear from you. Okay, back to the show. Okay, so I do need to end now. We do need to end here. So... Final question: Do you do you recommend the Twilight Saga? Yes or no? Uh, Emery. Yes, I do recommend it. All right, Nolan, do you recommend the Twilight Saga? I do recommend it. Just bear through the first one, and it will get better. Wow. Yep. <laughs> and I as well will recommend the Twilight Saga. I think it is a saga. I think it's a is a franchise of movies that you should at least watch once um at least watch one and then team from there jacob. yeah team jacob nope team jacob yep all right uh thank you guys for joining me on this little bonus episode so happy to have you back on the podcast and it was really great to have you here nolan as well thank you all right oh, yeah. uh yeah really enjoyed it hope we get to do this again sometime bye bye all right goodbye everybody we'll catch you again on the murder board Thank you for listening to the Murderboard Podcast. You can find more of the Murderboard Podcast by following us on Instagram at Murderboard underscore pod and on Twitter at Murderboard the. There you can ask questions and leave comments about the show. Please don't forget to share the podcast with family and friends. You can find us on most of your favorite podcast networks, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, and of course here on Anchor Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review. That way we can get the podcast out to even more listeners and build our Murderboard community. Also consider supporting this podcast by helping sustain future episodes such as this by hitting the support slash link button down below in the show notes. Or you can join our official Patreon. There you can gain access to early episodes and videos, get bonus episodes, and more Murderboard content. Look for new episodes on Fridays and or Sundays, and we'll catch you again on the Murderboard.